0: Hi and welcome from Podimo and 2020. This is First Dates, the podcast. I'm Frankie Bridge. And I'm Cece Coleman. You've finished the drinks and settled the bill. You and your date have said your goodbyes and you're immediately on the phone with your best friend.
1: So this million pound property that I knew he was in for the three weeks that we've sought together, now mysteriously he's sold it. He takes my car the next day and goes and empties the entire house out. And then all of a sudden, comes back with two suitcases and all, and he's there in my flat and he goes, oh, is it okay if I just crash here for a bit and then I'll start looking for a rental property? And I was like, mm, okay. fishy behaviour. Mm.
0: In this podcast, we're letting you in on the post-date
2: debrief. We'll be bringing you the most amazing, bizarre and heartwarming date stories.
0: Cece and I haven't met our daters before and we'll be hearing the gossip for the first time with you. Well, today, the story, we've got a little bit of everything. Um, it's a little bit darker than some of the stories we've done so far, I'd say. Yeah. So, I actually, I would
2: say anyone that sort of, um, you know, our podcasts are completely varied, but if this one feels a little bit too dark, then feel free to jump in when we've like had something where we both cry with laughter. Yeah. That happened we've before got those. Yeah. Um, but we want to introduce the lovely Nisha. Hi, Nisha. Hello. Who has Hi also you. been on first dates. Yeah, but it, well, reunited? That was like a long time ago, wasn't it? Eight years ago. Wow. So yeah. I must have just started
1: ish then. Yeah. Wow. I felt very young, like I looking felt young. back.
2: Yes. Like now.
1: I, felt I still young. talk about it now, but I'm like, yeah, I was eight years ago and I was mm. way younger and better looking. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I'm guessing it didn't work out because you're here today to tell us a story yeah, that's not really nice. well, a lot didn't work out since uh, that period of my life and probably before that as well, which is why I ended up on first dates. But. Mm. What a yeah. cool experience, though, to go on there. Yeah. It was yeah. super fun. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, really, really fun. And I met a really nice guy, actually. And to be honest, I look back now and think, I'm kind of glad he wasn't my kind of guy because, um, yeah. you know, what I took away from that experience was something completely different. I was really, I always used to feel really scared dating. And I'd always have to have like a, a friend on the phone when a guy was walking up to me. And I thought, after I've done cameras and everything, my dating perspective changed and I could just show up. You know, and I couldn't do that before. So, what a
2: great because I know that feeling. You're like, oh my god, just stay on the phone into me until he turns up. Because I this one friend,
1: yeah, yeah. This she was always the one friend that knew I was going to call her, and it was always because I was really awkward. So I felt awkward. I, I had this really awkward kind of past to me that was, you know, really affected me and my mental health. And then I felt like I was never good enough to be Mm. on the date. So I sort of like hid behind online dating. Yeah. And and like was always, and I said it on the show then, like, oh, I hope people liked my personality. But then when they showed up in reality, I was like, oh, my God, they're not going to like me. And then I'd feel really strange and awkward. Mm. But after that first dates experience, it was, it changed everything for me. I could just say, I'm going to show up and be who I am. Mm. I mean, I was on camera, so... Mm. After that, everything doesn't was get just much different. more exposing yeah. than that, does it? Yeah, exactly. That.
0: We always ask um anyone that comes on two very important questions before very we start important. the story. <laughs> um, and we want to know if you've got a specific ick. <sighs> um,
1: height. Oh. oh, we've not
0: had that yet. No, no. not as an ick. No, yeah.
1: it's because you know. I'm not I'm not overly tall for an Indian girl, but I'm above average for an Indian girl. And I always find that guys like he'll always say he's three centimetres taller than he is. And oh, uh, they lie about it. Yeah, you know, I've been on situa- in situations where a guy's telling me he's six foot and I've decided to wear heels and I've shown up <laughs> and I'm like, I can't it's I can't really go, I can't go anywhere with this now. You know, it's like, do I start walking bare feet? Yeah. You know, it's almost like that. So yeah, my ick is probably height. Okay. And well, what about a green flag? Well, that yeah, that's a tick box. For me. Um, well, yeah, somebody being organised, just yeah. knowing where to show up to. Uh, I think I've never really, always, I've never experienced that. Put it that way, and then when you do, you're like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. this is different. Um, and it's almost so black and white different because mm-hmm. if, if you if mm-hmm. you don't experience, you know, you'll meet a guy and they'll be like, oh yeah, we'll, you know, we'll meet on Saturday, and you're like, okay, so where? You know, where at what point? And all of a sudden, you meet another guy, and he's like, "Right, there's the address. You know, I've booked a table. Um, show up." Yeah. yeah. And it's like I didn't do anything. Oh, it's attractive yeah. that I get that.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's sad because it shouldn't be. It should be normal. Like it shouldn't be so like, oh my god, he booked a table. Like it's just a fucking reservation. Do yeah. You know what I mean, that's all it is. Yeah. But it's such a bit, like when someone does that for
1: me, I'm like, oh, he mm. booked a table. <laughs> yeah. Because I think <laughs> now it's really strange. I think guys realize that guy other. There are certain guys that don't do it. So, you know, they're, they're kind of clocking on to the do's and don'ts. Social media's been able to give people information, right? Mm. Um, women talk, men talk, you know, people yeah. talk. And now it's like, well, you know, if 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 you want to get swept off your feet, something like booking a restaurant is is massive now. Yeah. Booking a table is massive. telling you where to find them is massive like you know like oh yeah meet me at this coffee shop you're like wow you know you're actually going to show up yeah i'm sat on the right hand side turn left and sit you know and and like you're like i don't even have to like do the whole but let me tell you what's even more like wow is when they use something like open table their name is like on their booking their telephone numbers on the booking they screenshot it and that's how well that's what happened to me like i got that screenshot and i thought You know, it wasn't just here. This is the restaurant 7pm. It was like full on. Here's the screenshot of my open table reservation. So we know how you feel about what
0: you do and what you don't like. So tell us what story you're here to tell us today.
1: Well, that very story, I guess. The (laughs) open table. Oh, let's call it the open table booking. 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 (laughs) How Um, did it all start? So uh, swiping on Bumble as you do, and I was on Bumble and um, I'm this kind of person that when I say hello to somebody on an online dating app, um, and then especially Bumble because the girl has to say that to send the message first, um, I send a message as if I'm talking to myself. So it's very not, hi, how are you? And I know because the guys don't like that, girls don't like that. You know, if a guy sends you a message, hi, how are you? I'm very different. It was like almost talking about my week in little bit of a blog. I'm like, hey, how are you? I did this this week. I'm really exhausted, la, la, la. So it was like that kind of message. If a guy responds to that level, then I understand we're cool. Like we're we're on the same page and that basically the clock was ticking with this one and it was like the last 57 minutes and he finally messaged me and i was really there's a timeout on
0: yeah. bumble if he sent a message yeah there's a timeout on bumble was...
1: oh yeah so and i don't know why but his photos i just felt like i'm going to date this guy I, it was the first time i ever thought that about anybody i told my friends i was like why is he not messaging me back i know where, i just can see it in his pictures the things he's done so anyway he finally responded on the same level and i was like you have totally mirrored my message this is epic you know, I was like, this is exactly what I've been looking for for ages. So that moved on to um, four days later, we had a phone call on Thursday night, chilling on my sofa, four hour phone call. Wow. It had been years since I had had like an online dating just like phone call. like easy conversation. Absolutely. Like literally, I was like, yes, okay, you get me. And it was like mirror after mirror after mirror what I loved, what he loved. We were just the same person. He was just the boy version of me, honestly. And... That just from Thursday night led to the open table booking. Oh, here we are. <laughs> so open table comes on like Friday. I'm meeting him on Saturday, 1 p.m. for lunch. And it was that, it was that literally that screenshot. And I was like, oh my God, we've gone from like mirrored message, four-hour phone call, open table booking. Mm. Um, and I knew where to go. And I show up and you know that's and when you first saw him
0: did it match up to what you were hoping it was gonna
1: yeah i mean he looked like his pictures so yeah he showed up and he you know he's presentable um and i thought okay i didn't immediately fancy him but the charm was on point um so you know go straight up to the bar you know he's buying me the lunch you know he's not letting me even get my card out and i'm you know i'm fine to pay i'm not that kind of girl and then, yeah, that date went on for 12 hours, which wow. is a revelation. Twelve? Yeah, what like we went into doing? the next day. Like it went from like lunch to like then I and then I offered to buy the dessert and teas. And then I kept kind of doing the tea thing because I just kind of thought we still have more to say. Like and I was like, let me do the take. so we moved inside. We sat by the fireplace. The Anthony Joshua fight was play- uh, on that evening. And he, he, one of his best mates was meant to uh, uh, watch it with him but he got drunk the night before and called him up and was like dude I can't I can't watch the fight and I heard the conversation because we were meant to leave at like 8 for him to go and do that I just was like well let's go and watch it together because I, I, l- I'd I, love to have watched the fight anyway well I would have found a girlfriend to go and find it in a shisha bar or something and it's I don't know. Anto- Anthony Joshua oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so he was like really and his face was like really you really want to like continue the date it-, it was like his absolute response was like, oh my God, you, you really like me. And it was really endearing. Mm. It was really endearing. And you think, oh, you're so endearing. You don't even know how nice you are. Yeah. You know, it was like that. And it was like, yeah, of course I want to spend more time with you. I thought, you know, I thought from that day, I'm going to see him for again and again. So forget like, just spending a few more hours like I thought this would go on for months you know on that first date so I was like yeah of course and then get home you know you get that three o'clock in the morning message and he sends me a message he's like you're you're everything I could have looked for in somebody um you're so intelligent it's going to blow my mind um you could actually even be funnier than me and it was like it went on for a bit and Mm. I thought oh wow I just thought, oh, wow, like, he's picked up on every trait that I feel like I do have. Like, The yeah. only bit that got me there was you're actually funnier than me.
2: <laughs> but I, I get how that that would make me feel really nice, like, yeah. reading that. I'm like, oh, my God, he's done all these things, and now I've got this perfect message. Yeah. It's, like, I think feeding. a follow-up message is always nice. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And if you don't get it, you're waiting for it. Yeah, yeah. And then if
1: it doesn't come, you know, it was too late, it's like, oh. And have you ever been on a date, right, where you've done this, like, 12 hours – but then you somehow still text for like four hours after yeah. you've left, yeah. and you think we might as well have just stayed together for that four yeah. hours, you know. And that was like that. It was mm. like you just continue when you're not together. So it was like that, and it's and it had been so long since that had happened. So where did it go from there? Then you had this whirlwind date. From there, he, uh, we had some more dates. They were perfect. They were just, you know, exactly how you expected. Now, one thing that really blew my mind is I own my own place and he owned his own place. And when we decided to get intimate, he decides that he wants to um, create the memory in a hotel, right? And so I think that's really like, wow, like, you could literally be intimate with someone at no cost right now, you know, whether it's your house or my house. Mm. But he's like, no, let's... I really want to make this special. And I was, like, blown away. Had you been to his house at this point already? So, yeah, we had a second date and um, he booked um, the cinema. And... um, I was, okay, so I was a bit suspect a little bit on the second day. It's really strange that I say this, even though everything worked out perfectly. He had sent me a picture of where he worked from home at his office. And so the house was like a massive L-shaped house. And so he had like taken the photo from the driveway. And I thought you could sit like f- at least five cars on this driveway and it's an L-shaped house. It's massive. Um, but I was like, what single guy lives in a five-bed house? Like it was really strange. So when he booked the cinema on the second day, I was insistent that I dropped him home because I... I actually just wanted to check: is there a wife and child yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. in that house? You know, and would he let me drop him home? Like, do you know what I mean? So I took him home, opened the door, he shows me around. Everything looks completely legit. Like, there's no women's clothes, there's just no kids, and there's a bedroom downstairs, and it's where his mum would stay. And there's a photo of his parents, and everything seemed fine, but I did think like, you know five bed house it was nearly enough a million pound up in north london and i thought you live on your own i still didn't it didn't work out but i was like people are successful it's it's Mm. it could happen Mm. it's not impossible to be that successful so did he like meet your friends and stuff like were you did it did that ever happen yeah so after that event the following week i was like well we're good now like let's let's meet my friends um you know so this is now the third week so now we're talking three weeks since the first date and He comes over to my flat and all my friends are there. We're pre-drinking at my flat. And um, during that week, his uncle had passed away. And I knew that, but his uncle had lived in my area. So that makes this will be relevant to what I'm about to say. I just said to the boys, because the boys in my circle are very much like, I want you to meet a guy that treats you right. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's not about money, honestly. Mm. It's just about like live up to your energy sort of thing right and and almost like their energy because guys need to get on with guys right and in the years that i've been out with my guy friends and their wives you know the guys are just buying the drinks it's just the way it is right and so if a new guy is joining that it's kind of like the boys get the night sorted out and the Mm -hmm. girls just chill and have a good time yeah so literally all i was like all i said was let's just get a table because it'll be easier between six of us just to like split a table and a bottle on the table yeah literally as I went to lock my flat, he, he whispers in my ear, um, do you mind getting the bill tonight? And I was like, We're to meet my friends. And the boys are like ordering the Ubers, get into this Uber and I I just sit across him. You know, and I literally, my body language just switched off. Anyway, the whole night we went out, obviously I'm having to buy the the drinks, the boys are noticing. They're like, why are you tapping your debit card everywhere? And I'm like, oh, well, apparently he's going to pay me back. Right. Literally, it was like that. And I was yeah. like, I couldn't give it at this point. I couldn't give a shit if he paid me back or not. So anyway, cut a long story short, um, we get back home and I'm like, what's wrong with you? Who's home? Oh, my home, my flat, because right. he's then back at my flat now because right. everyone's gone to their place. Right. And he right. was he was meant to stay with me that night. I just said to him, I went, you know what? If you didn't want to meet my friends, because that's what I thought it was. Mm. I just thought he was done with me. I thought he had changed his mind. So then he's like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to see through this night, not pay anything, and just be out of her life as of tomorrow. I Honestly, that's what I thought it was. So I was like, if you don't want to be with me, then just fuck off now. Mm. Like, why would you come to this point and make my friends now cuss me out for meeting someone like you that can't even put a 20 pound round on the table, right? And I was like, honestly, it's weird. And he's like, do you know what? Tonight, I realised that I did, I was going to lose you. He was like, I love you so much. I was like, what? And he was like, honestly, he goes, the three weeks have been amazing. You know, I, I stood there and the fact that you were so upset with me, he's like, I, I don't want to lose you. The next morning, I get a £200 transfer into my bank account saying love you, right? The reference was love you. So... My friends are like really like okay he's a vibe and you should just give him a chance but then when I say to them oh yeah he's actually transferred the money and you know your heart just it's like yeah, oh maybe I was were overthinking almost like it sure. yeah, like, a little oh, bit okay. about it and go, but yeah, he you know yeah, he, he, paid he me did back. a good thing yeah yeah he, oh yeah. and the reference was love you yeah you know what you know when I think about it now I'm like what and by the way he didn't have any money apparently that night because he had just transferred all his money to his aunt to pay for his uncle's funeral. like you know when you like Mm, think about a thing back you're like yeah "Mm."
0: so after that point then did you kind of think okay like we're together now this is a thing
1: we're together now because um, he stayed at my house he stayed at my flat sorry um, for the for the entire week from that Point very nicely asks me, you know what? Instead of going back home, can I stay at your flat for this week because I need to do the condolence every night? And we do this in South Indian communities, South Asian communities. You go to do condolence every night when someone passes away. So I was like, that's really sweet. The end of that week, he then sits me down and he's like, oh, I haven't told my mum this, but I've um, decided to take a private sale on my house. So this million pound property that I knew he was in. Um, for the three weeks that we were sought together now mysteriously he's sold it and I thought genuinely the first thing I thought because of all the nice things he had done I was like successful guy like he's he's not showing he's not successful maybe just this this family came along and it just went through and it's gonna go through now I thought a few months down the line you know I'd still be chilling in the house with him he takes my car the next day and goes and empties the entire house out. And then all of a sudden comes back with two suitcases and all, and he's there in my flat and he goes, oh, is it okay if I just crash here for a bit and then I'll start looking for a rental property? And I was like, mm, okay. Fishy behavior. Mm. So I was like, okay, but let me tell you, I was in like this weird cloud, right? Of oh, course, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, you know what? I'm 37. I, it'll mm. just speed up getting to know it'll him. falling into place. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, it'll speed up getting to know him. Like, what's the harm in that? Like, what's the harm in getting to know somebody quicker? Like, personality traits what they're like and also then if you realise you can't live together then it's done mm-hmm. earlier yeah. like yeah and it's when
2: someone it's almost like when they don't leave you alone in your own thoughts yeah you you don't get space to then question think oh, actually that happened mm-hmm. that was a bit weird because they're just there just feeding feeding yeah. feeding fluffing fluffing giving you more and more confidence and you're like mm-hmm. oh this just feels so good it feels so good It feels yeah so
1: good. but listen so good. let me tell you we went to tesco to go and do a shop you know we were walking around like we were a mad married couple and he and he and he hugs me and he kisses me on my forehead he's taller than me and he kisses me on my forehead he goes i love you so much and then literally get to the checkout and he's paying the entire shopping you know and imagine me like somebody that's lived by myself for seven years and has yeah. understood paying my own bills and fending for myself and all of a sudden you know you've got a guy oh i know that one is creating this like family Mm. um like because two people are a family Mm. and you know you've all of a sudden you've given me this like reassurance that like you're going to boss the man things in my life that Mm -hmm. i've never been able to boss at the
0: minute you're thinking okay this guy's basically living with me he's paying for things i feel like we're kind of becoming this family unit all of a sudden what changed
1: just his abusive nature so we went out um one night within a few weeks and he was drunk and he started becoming really abusive and I didn't understand that personality trait I just thought maybe it was just alcohol oh yeah no it was really like you don't listen you don't learn you know it's like I met you all of five minutes ago mate like calm down um he would just reference things like about my flat and I'm like well if you don't like my flat get out like it was like that. It was like, mm. well, why are you staying with me? But the thing is, is that he had all he had done these weird phantom viewings as well. So he was trying to show me that he was trying to move out. So he right. was taking me on these viewings, and nothing ever transpired. And I was like, well, you're doing all oh, these he's viewings, good, but somehow but also not
2: good. But yeah. Like-
1: and then it was like, that's it. You know, you'd wake up the next morning, and he was normal. It was normal. So it's just when he drank
0: he became That's when the abuse nasty. really
1: started. And then I started connecting it to alcohol, but actually that was his personality. It was just the alcohol bought it out because his it, it it helped him remove his mask, I guess. So how far in are you now? So two and a half months. Two and and, and half I'm months. and I'm noticing this the kind of the abuse that he's kind of mm. giving me, but I'm <laughs> kind of brushing it to one side because he did everything by the book, you know, yeah. like the love bombing that happened. It, he knew how to rectify a, yeah. an abusive And it was episode. just when he was drunk. Yeah. So it's yeah, fine, yeah. right? And it was fine. Yeah, yeah and that's what it was. And yeah. so all of a sudden, these really bougie holidays were like put in the diary. Um, you know, and it was like really scheduled. Um, so we went to uh, a mouth fee. we went to positano like we went to capri um, and he's paying for all of this oh he's paying for it all yeah i mean even in capri i had just got a promotion and i wanted to buy myself a ysl bag and i'm i don't i don't have like designer things by by default like and it was because of my promotion that i wanted to buy it he bought the ysl bag for me and it was like oh and then i remember distinctively sitting down and having to, like lunch afterwards and i was like well you know if you can't find somewhere to live you know you're more than welcome to stay with me because i felt indebted mm. i felt indebted for him buying buying me that is. bag yeah. and then I was like you know well you don't have to rush moving out if like you know it's going to cost you I don't know what I was saying to be honest but I was I was all, almost like falling for that mm. as well did I was you like, not think at some point like well he can afford to do all of this stuff but why has he not managed to move out Honestly, it's because I thought he was so in love with me. Right. And, and that is the truth. Yeah. I, on It's such a valid question. You get so wrapped it's up in it, It's such a valid you? question. And it's because you believe they actually are so into you. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that feeling often. And when you do, you're like, yeah, I'm not going to let this go. Yeah. And then, so
0: what happens on holiday? It's like, in between the buying you the handbags and booking the
1: nice holidays, how, what was his, because I'm guessing you're drinking on holiday. Yeah, what was like, he like? The random little, like the nonsense that he would come out with. So I'm sitting there really happy, sitting in Athens. We're in Greece at this point. I'm eating some cake and he'll just look at me and he's like, your cake's not running away. I'm like, what? Wow. Like out of nowhere. Like I've, d- I've done nothing wrong. Like I'm literally like, hey, this place is really cool eat some cake um i was like and then i turned around and went is that is that something that you should should say and he's like oh are you upset now oh are you upset oh it's all gonna be about you now oh you can't take a joke then i start welling up like probably like i am now and um he's like oh yeah i'm gonna sit there in front of people in the public crying because you're gonna make people think that i'm making you cry and i'm like oh my god you're actually psycho like literally all you're trying to do is eat your cake all i'm trying to do is eat my cake and it was control after control after control and it was like, that wow. was just one of about a yeah. hundred
2: things. Mm. And probably the things that you're still discovering now mm. that you didn't even know about, like the mm. little like side digs that we you don't realise in the moment. And yeah. yeah, you're probably still having discoveries. And
0: were all your friends, were you like, did you tell your friends about this side of him or were the, as far as they were concerned, was he just... No, he was still great. great.
1: Um The thing is, is that, I was getting lost in the moment as well because the abuse versus the love bombing, the love bombing overpowered the abuse. It, it's actually that psycho. Like, so, You sorry. get
0: into that little like cycle, yeah. don't you? Of like, sometimes I think of like, all right, well, he's pissed off now. If I act like this, then he'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And then when he's happy, you're happy. Mm-hmm. And then they slip back into it. And then it's almost like an addictive cycle yeah. of like you wanting to get them back to that happiness every yeah. time. You yeah, you think you're
1: the one going to yeah. save them. The thing is, that's what happens when you're with a narcissist. You you know, now that I know what I was dealing with at the time, I was like, oh, but if I don't say anything, then he'll be happy. And yeah. if I say yeah. something, he's going to be abusive. Um, but yeah, I was saying like the love bombing overpowers the abuse. Mm. And there isn't, you can't see any difference. You can't, you can't, you actually put them as two different things. You're like, I'm getting abused, but maybe I was making it up oh, the love bombing's amazing. He's making me feel amazing, right? And all of a sudden, because you're you're fueling yourself on that endorphin. So he's giving me stress from, from the abuse, but the only person that can rectify it is him. And mm. that's what's really scary about narcissism because you have to rely on the person that's abusing you to also take you out of the abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that. So you're suffering cortisol through the stress, but you need the high from them validating mm. you back as being a good person. And then you're like, oh, okay, I'm okay. Okay, I'm, I'm fine now. Like he likes me again. You know, it's like, and then you go back through the cycle. Did you have like a moment where you thought,
2: I'm done. I just can't do this.
1: Yeah. So it was in Greece. So at this point, we've got Greece and Thailand booked. Greece is for his birthday. Thailand's for my birthday. June, July. There was a two week gap in between before we flew. And at this point in Greece, there's nothing I can do that's right. Um, You know, did you ever feel unsafe with him? Yeah. Yeah. Because that holiday, when he started to abuse me, like to the level that he had never abused me at, he realised that I was going to end it with him. And then it kicks in that I've lost my supply. And basically, because he booked the holiday, he also had all um, control over my booking, right? I could just buy myself another flight and come home. But it was what he was saying to me. He was like, and trust me, you're not getting on that flight. You're not getting on that flight. I will make sure you do not get home. So I was like, what are you doing that's going to stop me from getting on that flight? And it was at this point, I'm like, you are really, really scaring me, right? So he goes off and starts drinking with other people. I literally darted back to the hotel. It was like two in the morning. I never had a reason to ask him what the safe um, combo was because I didn't. I thought we were fine. Like, why would I need the safe combo? You've got my passport in there. Like, you're looking after it. I went to his suitcase. I looked at his combination lock number and I knew that that was the one to the safe. And that's the only way I could figure it out um, because he left it on the number. So I went, took my passport because I was like, he's going to take my passport. He's going to cut it up. He's going to do something. Um, Yeah, so I just went through this really strange, like, really weird, like, emotional low and i was like i'm going to die like he's going to kill me
0: because you're there you're on your own with this guy who's just completely switched up on you Mm. yeah and i'm like all i wanted to do also made you feel unsafe yeah
1: and all i wanted to do was just leave amicably so what happened from there I was posting a lot about Instagram saying things like you you just you'll meet the person when you least expect it. You know, I oh, was making you. him look like a baller because yeah. I'm I'm like going, wow, he's taking me to Santorini. Wow. He's taking me to Athens or Mykonos or Amalfi or, you know, girls were like, oh, my God, where did you find him? You know, mm. he loved it. So obviously he's now really scared that I've reached a point where I'm going to start using my social media to start exposing him. So the next morning he's like completely humbled we're about to get on the flight we get the taxi to the to the airport I immediately get away from him we check in separately uh, I don't talk to him at the airport we actually end up sitting on the flight together I walk up to him and I say to him um you're not staying at my flat today because obviously we would have we would have flown back and gone to my flat he goes yeah yeah I've already booked into like the Sofitel like at Heathrow so he's doing everything now to try and make me be like oh 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 mm. okay now I feel a bit shit you know, yeah, like, you know I what I mean? Yeah, 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 and I do. And he's like, oh, you know, you, 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 you know, you go and have your space. Everything that he needed to do, he was doing. He then comes back to my flat three days later to collect everything. And I now know that I, it's Thailand is in the diary. And he's booked this, by the way, for my birthday. And he's done business class. He's done, you know, everything that he's going to do to make himself look like a baller. And it was make or break. And I was like, do I go to Thailand or do I not? And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go. And I was like, "Oh no! why would you do that to yourself? But actually, at this point, it was not about being with him. It was about taking him for everything that I could take him for. But you're not scared of him still. You know, it's funny because when he came back from Greece and he switched into like, Mr. I'm amazing, Mm -hmm. mate. I was like, you're just all chat, mate. You've Mm -hmm. got no balls at all. He's like, you know, all telling me how I'm not getting on the flight and whatnot. And I'm like, what did you actually do? You booked me on the flight and I came home. You know, like in the end, you're just a douche right? I will find a way now to go to Thailand and do what the fuck I want to do, right? And literally, that's why I went. And honestly, my friends were like, at this point, like they didn't know the detail apart from one really good friend. And she was like, just do what you need to do. And I was like, you know what? That's what I need to do. So, what did you do in Thailand? Well, I went there and I slept because I had no bloody energy, right? And I is it in the same hotel as him. Yeah, or? same hotel, but we didn't sleep together. So I was like, "You're just a fucking idiot." Like, yeah. you know, that's you can't take that out of you. When you yeah. feel like that about yeah. somebody, you're done. It's right? like not just mm. an ick; it's like yeah. a super ick. Yeah, and you, you are
0: just done. check yeah. out. Like,
1: you look at every part and angle of them. Yeah. You're like, you're just a fucking vile person. Yeah, right. And literally, <laughs> and and it was like that. So when you got back from Thailand then, did you end things? Because yeah. if things are already feeling... Yeah, I was waiting for him to abuse me. So he, I was just waiting for an episode. And then I could have that solid fire in my belly to say, get the fuck out. And it was like that. I needed that fire, right? <laughs> like, I couldn't just be like, oh, yeah, hang around. You know, can, can you get out now? Because it was not enough for I do for know what you mean. It's, yeah. a, it's a weird concept, isn't yeah. it? Because you're like, I know what I should do. But I just want you to be an ass awesome. yeah. one more time. Yeah, you need to push me because it'll spark
2: me, and then I yeah. will fucking lose yeah. it. Yeah.
1: So he, 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 it's something that in his personality trait where he didn't like repeating himself, and we were just making. I was making plans one day about my friend's birthday that he was meant to be at. He basically decided to book a boys um, trip, uh, sorry, boys day out on the same day and then tell me that he'll make make my friend's birthday. And I was like, well, if you just wanna hang out with your mates, just hang out with them. I can tell her that you're not making it. It's fine, she's my friend. And then he's like, I told you that I'll be back at 3.30. And I went, right, I'm just clarifying plans. Why are you getting stressed? And then he was like, because I don't like repeating myself. I went, you're not the king mate, like literally calm down. You can repeat yourself if as your girlfriend, I need to just get clarified the plans. And he was like, you know what? You're just a fucking dick. And I went, I'm a what? And he was like, you're a fucking dick. So I walked up to his face and I went, say it to my face. Say it closer. Like, Mm. and I really went up to his face. I went, say it fucking closer. And he's like, you're a fucking dick. I won't get the fuck out. I was like, get the fuck out. And get the fuck out of my flat and never fucking come back. And then literally, I think that's what I needed. Like, it Mm. had just come to that point. And he just, he, he 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 was fueled enough to pack, but then he would do this. He'd pack, he'd show me he's leaving. And then he'd try and sit there and go, do you want to talk? Do you want to sit down and talk? I went, no, <sighs> we just fucking confirmed that you're getting the fuck out. Mm. So get out, right? What am I, he goes, do you want to sit on the sofa? No, I sat, on, the, I sat <laughs> on my dining table. And I went, no, we've just confirmed that you're getting out, so get out. And he shut the door and honestly, my whole body just went, like, into fucking numb mode. And I literally burst out crying. Like, not, not just crying. It was, like, the from song. my pit of my yeah. stomach, you know? Yeah. And I just, like, I wailed like a baby. It was, you like... You needed that. It was, like, I was done. I was, like, I can't... I can't... I don't know what happened. You know, you just, like, suddenly there, you're like, what happened? And how mm-hmm. did I get to this point? Yeah, yeah, and I was I was so mentally broken. But I'll tell you something. You know, like, the first thing you think about when... You leave a relationship, it's just meeting someone else. Mm. It's really weird because it happens that like, you do think that. And I just sat there and I was like, I'm so ugly. You know, like he left yeah. me feeling like that. Yeah. I and I was like I felt fat. He wanted you
2: to feel like yeah. that.
1: Then. Yeah.
2: Mm. He wanted you to walk away. That was away a huge
1: part of that journey. So when he met me, you know, I was in a really good place. Like I felt really good about myself. I sat there and I cried. And I didn't know what I was crying for. Is it because I'm going to have to work on myself so much to like find who I am again Mm. so that was the real that was the real reality check and it was kind of when I thought to myself why did I let myself get emotionally you know abused but also my emotions controlled like in these 10 months I should have still done what I loved to do so that reality check was probably one of the hardest things um, that came from that experience Mm. did you hear from him after that yeah he tried to come back of course, he sent me messages and he was like, oh, perhaps there's other things going on in my life, lo- in our lives that we're not speaking about, which, yeah, interestingly enough, I ended up finding out. <laughs> so what did you ways. find
0: out about him then in the end? Because by the sounds of it, like, you didn't really know what he did as a job. You mm-hmm. didn't really know, like, why did he sell his house? Where was he going to live? Like,
1: yeah. Did you get any of those answers? Yeah. So when he was swiping on Bumble, he was getting repossessed. Um, He never sold the house. He got repossessed and he lost his car. He lost his house um, and he needed a place to stay. So the day he shut the door, I still didn't know that about him. The Mm -hmm. way it came about was I'm starting to get letters through my door and I get a letter from... um, a debt collector's, and it's £22,000 that he owes a company. But obviously, So how did he pay for everything then? In March, um, so this is what, so we met in September. In March, the house got repossessed, so he got equity out of his house. Um, and it came, because in March is when his, uh, pattern started to change this is when all the bigger holidays started getting booked oh in God. so he had the money so really the viewings that we went on they were all phantom viewings in essence the reason mm. he could never get a tenancy is because he knew he'd never get credit he checked yet. yeah so mm, he yeah. couldn't get tenancy so the easiest thing to do was book holidays because that's cheaper and easier for him to have a roof over his head wow, wow. yeah so know I mean? much effort though yeah, yeah, the whole thing so that's what it came down to and then did
0: you ever like Did you do any digging into him? Did you ever meet anyone else that had ever met him or any friends or
1: anything? So when, in 2020, in the pandemic, I did a huge weight loss journey and I lost like 28 kilos in the pandemic. And I overnight had about a thousand girls start following me on Instagram um, because they just wanted to know what I was doing. I I talked to one girl at the time. And then in end of 2021, so we talked about fitness and that was it. End of 2021, I met, met, this guy. And I was posting about him a lot now. um, So I removed all these photos and started to like stop posting about him, obviously. And then people started to notice. And then this girl that I spoke to in 2020 out of nowhere, she said, you know what, like, I just want to say I love your stories. But Um, please don't get freaked out by one of his ex-girlfriends and i was like oh my god i was like this whole time you have been watching everything i've been posting and i went straight away i was like look i know this sounds really strange but can i please call you i said i'm sitting on my sofa and i'm so upset and sad about my life and um yeah she gave me a number and we spoke for four hours she became my therapist she was like she clarified so many things about him um She clarified the narcissistic behavior. She clarified the cheating. She confirmed it. And we spent, about three months she spent three months sending me voice messages when, when I just needed That's somebody so to speak sweet. to because
0: I guess it gave you that confirmation of like it wasn't you it was him
1: which I know feels
0: like a really like it's not you it's me Yeah. but like I think with narcissism nice and stuff you start to believe that well, you deserve what they're doing to you you've yeah. done something to trigger it yeah, and that it is you and I think to have someone else who's been through it that goes oh my god he used to do that
1: to me yeah. oh I felt like that too that must have yeah. been so reassuring oh my god it was you. the only thing that got me through and you you talk to a girl that went through exactly the same thing and you're like oh my god like this is unreal like it is so it's so healing are you still in touch with them the girls yeah yeah so we were we were planning to meet up actually and have like dinner so we're that's that's on the (laughs) that conversation is gonna be interesting yeah yeah no no. but yeah no but it's just it's great i think this is why these things are so important Mm, to talk about mm. the platform to speak up has to be there no, you need that support
2: system yeah. because only you know what you've been through so to have someone who's been like another girlfriend that's been through something so similar because everyone you know we've all had shitty ex-boyfriends yeah but th- this is something yeah. else this is yeah. like this next is level is like yeah
0: what else did you do then you say you've been on this healing journey since then obviously you had her to help you out someone that you could
1: you know, like you say, it's been through the same thing. What have you yeah. done since then? So the biggest thing I did was go back to Thailand. Um oh, actually, wow. yeah, so I just got back. All the memories I ever knew of Thailand was ended up being him. And so for months, all I've had is like these weird like flash images of like me and him doing things. I went back to do everything I didn't do. And so I, my first ever solo travel, I've never traveled by myself like that. And I came back just so wholesome. Like I was like, you can go back and reset your memories. And so I went back and I, I, I kind of wanted to take these photographic images out of my head and now mm. it's true. It's it, it genuinely has worked. All I think about is the days I went kickboxing or mm-hmm. the hike I did to the Big Buddha or... That's amazing. Like sitting in PP Islands and just sitting there like in silence, you know, with the sound of the waves and yeah, I went back and did that and um, just, yeah, going to be booking way more travel, I think, and just solo travel becomes really addictive Yeah, because um, I always thought I needed somebody with me, whether it's a girlfriend or a guy, right? That episode inspired me to find a different part of my life you're so brave yeah. to go back
2: and I mean solo travel is like ha huh, anyway but all of the things you've done you are you are an inspiration like you've done incredibly well for what you've been through and I know you've got tear through a couple of times on this but you are honestly brilliant like
1: thank you really like
0: appreciate it thank you I think it will be a good one for people to listen to that maybe feel like they're in a situation that they can't get out of or that they don't deserve more and I think hearing someone's story like yours will make them think twice so thank you thank you you. thanks so much Thank you so much for listening.
2: You know that little follow button on your screen? If you just tap that and then if you wouldn't mind just leaving us a review, maybe a five star, that will go down really well.
0: From Podimo and 2020, this has been First Dates Podcast, hosted by me, Frankie Bridge. And me, Cece Coleman. The producers are Blondin Hogue and Fionn Lewis. The video producer
2: is Rob Walsh. The executive producers for Podomo are Jake Chudnow and Matt White. The executive producer for 2020 is Martin Tricky. Special thanks to Bruna Piaz, Kendra Steeb and Fatima Patea. For ad-free episodes, subscribe to Podomo UK on Apple
1: Podcasts.